Welcome to the Success Road Podcast. This is the podcast where we meet at the intersection of your life, and then we take decisive action to move onward toward higher levels of success. Now, my name is Joshua Rivers from PodcastGuyMedia.com, and I'm here to take you on this journey today. And today we get to have a conversation with Case Lane. And I am really excited to be able to share a, a lot of the conversation that we had. And so we get to a lot of Case's personal story. First of all, she started self-publishing ebooks while in the law school, and it could just kind of turn from there. And so her interest in writing was fascinated by the opportunity that Amazon and Smashwords presented by allowing writers to be able to directly reach their readers. And so it kind of cut out the middle person, if you will. And that really launched her into entrepreneurship. And so she started learning a lot of different ways that she could be able to find customers and the power of community, as well as the power of just getting started. And I really, really resonate with that idea of just getting started because you can never improve on something until you actually start. And so today we're going to talk with Case Lane. She is also a podcaster herself. She has The Ready Entrepreneur, and she's the author of the book, Podcast Discoveries. And so we're going to talk about how you can be able to utilize podcasting and then help be able to grow your own business as well, and how you can be able to be a great podcast host and podcast guest. And so take a listen to this conversation that I had with Case Lane. Like most people, I did everything you know I was supposed to do, go to college and go for a professional career. But I had a couple of professional careers. I went first to the Canadian Foreign Service. I originally grew up in Canada and I went overseas, okay. worked in the Philippines, Colombia and Chile, and I was doing trade policy. So I was talking to business people all the time and decided I needed my MBA. I'd always thought about going into business. It had always interested me. But, you know, I was thinking, oh, what's the safe way to do that? Because that's what one's supposed to do, right? And I did my MBA at UCLA. And and then I went into corporate. I was a management consultant first and then to Hollywood behind the scenes in, in operations. And I was talking to lawyers a lot and decided I should uh, get my law degree, which is originally I thought of doing it at the same time as the MBA and decided not to. But then I went, ended up going back to do that. And while I was in law school, I started ebook self-publishing. So I was always interested in writing. And I was just so fascinated with this opportunity that Amazon and Smashwords have presented that allowed writers to go directly to readers. And I began to realize that this is what was happening in all of online business, that this new opportunity, where I should just say growing opportunity existed for anybody with a great idea to take it directly to the people who wanted or needed it. And there's a lot of things that people want or need, a lot of products and services. So through writing and publishing, I got into all the other aspects of online business, the, you know, things like landing pages and lead pages I'd never heard of before, websites, all the social media stuff, online advertising, and people started asking me what I was doing. And I realized that there were so many people who were interested in doing something online. You know, everybody sees, oh, everyone's making money. How do I make money? So I thought, but there's all these interested people but yet there's not really good tools for the big picture about what online business is really all about because the gurus are all into their own thing. 
So there's not really that initial stage setting that says, how do I approach this whole world? You know, I have an academic background and sense that I've kept going back to school and everything. So I see a course of study and you follow a course of study and then you get this outcome at the end. Online business is not like that at all, <laughs> but, but there is a way to approach it. So at least you know what you're looking at and then can figure yeah. out, you know, where your skills lie and where's the best place for you. So that's what I decided to do is to prepare online, aspiring online entrepreneurs to get started and to see this big picture and understand how to just get into this game in the first place. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And that is so true that, I mean, entrepreneurship itself is not new. I mean, no, it's, no, 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 no. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's thousands around the world forever, years, yeah. but, <laughs> but, but it's been in modern times, it's, it's kind of a getting a resurgence because, I mean, we've had such a corporate manufacturing type mm -hmm. mindset that we don't think about that as much. Yeah. And so over the last 10, 20 years, especially, there's been a big insurgence of that. Growing up, I never had any entrepreneurial yeah. inspirations really growing up. I was like, dude, I, I like the idea of being able to write and being able to try to convey my thoughts and my ideas to mm -hmm. other people. And that's very much what an entrepreneur does. They take what they do and deliver that to the people directly. Exactly. And podcasting is one of those things where it's like you Absolutely. can get on and get your message out directly to who needs it and who you want to try to reach. So coming back to this, though, with what you're doing here, obviously, kind of a spoiler alert, you have a book. Yes. And we're, we're going to get to that here a little bit later. But do you have any good book recommendations or resources that people can be able to go to outside of your book, obviously, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but that, that they can be able to go to as if they're in this early stage of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, I love to read. So I always have lots of books to recommend. And I do sort of, but I'll, I'll sort of do two big groups. There's their personal development, self-help types of books that sort of teach you how to get your mindset set do I doing anything that you want for the path to success not just entrepreneurship but so I always go back to think and grow rich that is a, a book by Napoleon Hill which has existed since the Great Depression it was originally published I think um, in the early 1930s and it is still so relevant today one of the most amazing things he says in there is that people need to get specialized knowledge and that's something that I hear today's gurus constantly say you know you have to be in a niche and all that kind of thing so it's quite relevant and it's really good for setting your mind. And then I always encourage aspiring entrepreneurs to read the biographies and the autobiographies of famous entrepreneurs. Because one thing that people tend to think is that, oh, an entrepreneur is, that's just someone special. That's someone who had a, you know, a special thing happen to them, or they came from a certain background or something like this. But if you actually read their stories, you find out that entrepreneurs come from everywhere, from every kind of background, from all sorts of circumstances. And come from sort of beginnings that could be anybody's. Then you see how their story plays out. You understand how they actually got to build their business and all this type of thing. And it wasn't, you know, some special sauce or whatever, like they didn't have magic. Mm -hmm. And I love the old stories, like Titan, the story of John De Rockefeller. The newer stories, like Wild Company is a great book about the founders of Banana Republic, that retail store. Mel and Patricia Ziegler, they built that company together as a couple. And yeah, I would really start there. I would start, if you're not really 
sure what entrepreneurship is, especially now, because like you were saying, entrepreneurship's existed forever. But what's different now, I think, is the definition kind of has changed in the sense that it's more accessible than it's ever been because you could just start with nothing. Like a few years ago, you know, you had to think about, oh, how much is it going to cost me to get set up? Now you could start for free right now. And so mm-hmm. it's, that's the biggest difference. And, I, and you don't have to be some inventor in a garage, you know, coming up with some new toy. You could just have an idea in your head, like your own expertise, not even, or your own favorite hobby can be turned into a business right now for free and you could start earning money. So that's the difference. Entrepreneurship is just something that everybody and everybody should be thinking about because uh, the way things are right now, you know, the way things have changed so quickly. I mean, this is, if there's any time to start thinking about getting a, additional stream of income or really doing, you know, what you really want to do and protecting yourself for the future, it's now. So for the yeah. books, I, I say, yeah, start with the self-help sort of personal development books and then the biographies, not a biographies of entrepreneurs and how they build their companies. Yeah, absolutely. Great suggestions there. And you're so true. I mean, this is a time when anybody can get started and it's so easy. There's that flip side though, too, because anybody can get started. So it makes it harder than to be able to stand out because there's so many people that are trying. And so that's just like one of those interesting quick conundrums that comes up with that. There is an element of creativity that is needed because you do have to figure out how to get to the people who want or need what you have to offer. So I always uh, equate it to your, you think of a movie like where there's a medieval marketplace, you know, and everybody comes in from the countryside to sell in town. And so the gates of the city are wide open. Anybody can come in, but then you have to get the attention of everybody who's out that day. So everybody's in the marketplace. You know, people are online all day searching for stuff, stuff that they want or, you know, or, you know, they're on. They're searching in Google. They're searching in Amazon. They're searching in, on Facebook even, just scrolling around is, is searching for something interesting, right? So the marketplace is all there. So your job then is to creatively think about how you reach those people who are looking for what you have. And if you're an aspiring entrepreneur with some business ideas and you're, you came up with those ideas for a reason, right? Like I'm assuming you saw a gap in the marketplace or you saw like some problem that people have and you thought of the solution. So if you've thought about probably in the whole global marketplace, other people, you know, want the same thing. So what your job is to then is to figure out how can you tell them what you've got and then reach them that way. Because once you have that message, like I know as a consumer myself, if I see exactly what I'm looking for, <laughs> then I'm going to click on that ad or whatever, right? Because that's what I'm searching for. And that's the same thing for anybody who's getting into this now, who's getting into online business right now. Yeah, that other thought that I had was in relation to risk. Okay. So a lot of people are afraid to mm-hmm. start their own business because they think it's so risky. And yes, there is definitely risk, but they think, okay, well, I'm just going to stick in my corporate job, whichever sector it is that they're in, Mm -hmm. because they feel secure because it's an established company. They've been around for whatever, Mm -hmm. 100 years or or whatever the case is. And so they, they feel a lot more secure that way. We're in an environment to where there are thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that have been laid off from these companies Mm -hmm. and now they just lost their entire source of income. Whereas as an entrepreneur, you can lose a customer, you can use, lose whatever a client in in a certain Mm -hmm. area, but that's not your whole income. And obviously there's different things that change that as an entrepreneur, we need to be moving and changing and 
testing the wind and seeing which way it's blowing yeah. so that we don't get yeah. left behind like yeah. Blockbuster did when <laughs> the internet started coming in yeah. and here comes Netflix and then okay Blockbuster decided to make some changes but they were too late they were way too and late, yeah. Netflix already took off so Blockbuster is gone or close to gone as entrepreneurs we got to watch out for those type of things so that we don't get caught by those mm-hmm. type of things and so my wife has those kind of thoughts in relation to what I'm doing in my business with podcasting mm-hmm. and so she's like well what if podcasting goes away and it's no longer a thing that's a very real thing I mean we're growing right now yes it's on an increase but yes. what if it comes to where it's not right. well then I just need to keep in touch with okay where are things changing how can i move and mobilize and and things like that so keep those in the back of my mind so that i'm constantly improving and growing and and all those different things too absolutely i mean everything now is is risk the status quo is that become the biggest risk of all i think people (laughs) i'm serious like you know people are looking at what they was supposed to be their smooth road in life like going to college and having a house in the suburbs and all of those things. And one after another, every one of those great pillars has collapsed. And now this is the Pfizer, I guess, not the final one, but like this sort of great awakening for people to say, wow, that everything that was set up a certain way is just not going to work. And we used to think back in the day, years ago, of course, having a two income household was kind of like, wow, like you have two incomes. Now it's going to be, you need four, you know, or you need five. Like (laughs) everybody's going to have to have a side hustle, like mom, dad, the kids, like everybody, the dog, like the dog needs a YouTube channel, like everything, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's going to be going forward. I think people are just realizing, you know, like Susie Orman wasn't kidding when she said have six months of living expenses ready, you know, for an emergency. Okay, here's your emergency. And it's not six months, you need like a year, you know. So the status quo that used to exist, right, in terms of just doing everything the right way is with online business, you can actually reduce your risk. It's not even like going to college where you have no idea if you're going to get a job. You can you can have a business idea and you can run ads on Facebook for $2 a day and see if there's any interest. You can do a different ad, you know, every day for a week and just see if there's interest and just spend $10. And if you get a high enough click rate, then you can really start pushing things and advertising some more and trying to get sales and so on. And again, you can get set up for free or almost for free, you know, with the exception of paying for those ads. So the risk is a lot lower than paying 50,000, 100,000 for a college degree and having no idea where that's going to take you. And I'm a big fan Mm -hmm. of college. I've been back to college many times and I'm a big fan of, I'm a huge fan of education and knowledge all the time, continuous learning, that type of thing. But if you don't know what you're going to do with that college degree, like unless you're going into a licensed profession, you're a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, an engineer, you don't really know if you're just doing something, you're just going because all your friends went to college, then how, you know, the risk there of spending $100,000 for something you don't even know what you want to do with it compared to spending a few dollars a week to test different ideas in the entire global marketplace to see if anything resonates. I think the risk is a lot lower on the online business side. Yeah, not to mention the risk of the finance aspect of it, yes. but if, if you're spending like four of your prime years mm-hmm. just trying to figure it out, I mean, obviously we all have to go through a, a time of figuring out, but if you're just yeah going to college because that's what everybody does. You're wasting your time as well and your energy to being able to do that. Like you said, there's definitely value. I mean, even if, even if you go to college for a year, get all the basic courses, okay, fine. That way you're set up for whatever direction you go. But yeah, there's so much risk both in time and in money by following 
that path and then even just sticking with a job that doesn't fit for what you're mm-hmm. doing. I mean, you talked about your career experience and it went all over the place yes. <laughs> um, and, and all kinds of different paths. And I mean, careers aren't, maybe there's a time when it was like you get finished high school, maybe go to college and you get on a career and you're on that path for whatever, four years. And that was like the way, but that's not how it is anymore. I mean, pat, career paths, they, they wind and turn and make all kinds of changes. And it's just the way the world is nowadays. Absolutely. Another thing that I saw as I was perusing your book is you talked about confidence. And I know that's a big thing that holds people back. Even people that have like great ideas of what they want to do, and then they get this imposter syndrome, they have lack mm-hmm. of confidence, mm-hmm. and they never actually start. Yeah. So where does confidence come from? Where can we yeah. be able to get that? And is there a I know store? This is, it's a roundabout <laughs> answer to say confidence because confidence comes from actually getting started <laughs> because it really is those little wins that you get in the beginning that start to build your confidence. I've totally been there. I started this. I would not, you know, I had no confidence in this, doing this, uh, no self-esteem, doing, even doing it. Like I wouldn't have, when I first started, there's no way I would have reached out to do a podcast interview or anything like that. Like I was just like, there's no way, right? But as I started doing things, I always say, start with where you're most comfortable. So a lot of people are afraid because they say, oh, I think I have to be on YouTube and I'm afraid to be on camera and everything. I'm like, don't spend your time fussing about what you're afraid to do. What's the thing you think you like to do? Well, I like to write. Okay, then start with a blog. Because there's no point in wasting time thinking you're supposed to be somewhere because that's where all the cool kids are or something like that. (laughs) Right now, online, everybody's everywhere. I don't care what they say about, oh, this is going up and this is going down. Wait, we know podcasts are going up. We know YouTube's going up, especially right now. Everything is up. Blogs, Blogs still outnumber podcasts like, I mean... I think it's a hundred to one or something like there's near like there's 500 yeah. million blogs or something like that. So everybody is everywhere. So if you like to write, then blog and just start posting. And the first time you get that nice comment from somebody saying, hey, that was really cool or whatever, that's going to start to build your confidence. And yes, the haters are out there, the nasty people. I just say those are bots, so just ignore them. But the nice comments and the constructive comments, those are humans. So we're going to go with them. And same with podcasts or anything. Like if you like to talk, you know, you start a podcast and just start with just making comments every day. Talk about what your interests are, something like that. Slowly build it up and then sort of reach out to people and start doing interviews or however you want to do your podcast. But you post on social media and you'll start to get some good positive feedback. So as you start to do that and you, as you start to reach out, as people start to come back to you and say, oh, that was cool or yes, I agree or could you have more of that or whatever, that's what will build your confidence. But you do have to take that first step. So take the first step where you are most comfortable. That leads me to another thing. There needs to be a balance, though, between planning and taking action. Because if all you do is take action, but you never plan, you might not be going in the right direction. And then there's those of us like myself, we might stay in the planning phase and mm-hmm. take very little action. Well, obviously, that's not going to work either. How, how can we try to put a balance between planning and mm-hmm. taking action and actually doing the work? Yeah. So I do believe that you have, you have to have some kind of plan because you have to know what you're going to do next. <laughs> so you, you have to know what your actual activities are, especially if you have no idea what online business you want to do. So you go through the exercise of figuring out, okay, I'm most comfortable, let's say doing a podcast. Okay. Then what do I have to do? What, how do you actually set up a podcast? You have to still, so you still have to plan that, those types of activities. But then I always say when you've got enough information to start, start. 
Now, for some people, that might mean reading one blog post about how to set up a podcast. And for others, that means reading 10 different ones. As long as you still set the time when you're going to start, because like you say, you don't want to be that person, they call it analysis paralysis, where you just like continue, oh, I need to read one more article, or I need to take one more course, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. One of the things I tell people is you start because that way you understand better what you're reading or what you're doing in a course because you know where the gaps are. So let's say you read a couple of blogs, you started your podcast, you bought a microphone or something like that, and then you realize, oh, I didn't understand this, and I didn't understand that. So if then it might make sense to take a course because that would fill in those gaps for you. But you don't want to be spending money on a course when you have no idea what information you need or why you would even take it in the first place or anything like that. You need to have some context in your mind about why you're doing that next level of education. So I know this is always that tug of war, you know, at what point, but once you have enough, like once you have the, a step-by-step that's, that where you know you could get on the air with your podcast or start, you know, post your blog, which is not very difficult to post your blog, but once you know that much, that's when you just have to do it. Because think of it as a continuous process. People talk about something, say Facebook Live. Oh, that's scary. That's scary. And I say, look, Facebook Live is not really live. Like, it's not like an NFL game where, you know, the time is noon and you better be ready. Like, it's whatever you say it is. Like, you can hit that live button whenever you feel like it. And in fact, you can hit it, get your, make sure you look good, make sure there's nothing in your teeth like you can do. So, and you can start by don't, just don't tell anyone. So if you don't like it, you can delete it, you know, but give mm-hmm. yourself, so do a couple like that. Once you get comfortable, then you can say, okay, now I'm going to tell people that I'm going to be live at X time teaching whatever. So like train yourself, but train yourself in the moment doing the real thing and understand the realities of the situation before thinking, oh, it's too scary. Like give your, take a look at it, sort of go through the process, see what it's about. Take the scary parts out. If the scary part is that people will see you, okay, don't tell anyone you're doing it, you know, and then practice a bit. And just, so you, that's another way, build up your confidence. And then the next time after you've done that a few times, okay, now I'm going to tell everybody I'm going live at such and such a date and I'm ready to do it. Yeah, I've heard similar things for someone starting a podcast mm-hmm. because almost everybody hates the sound of their own voice. There's a couple <laughs> weirdos out there that love their voice, but most most of us hate our voice when we first started yeah. hearing it. I've been doing a podcast for seven plus years now, and so I've gotten used to my voice, mm-hmm. so I don't hate it like I used to before. Yeah. It's like, oh my word, that no way. But anyway, so to help you be able to get over that a little bit and be able to get used to talking into a microphone and things like that is I've heard just record an episode, record several episodes. And if you don't like it, delete it. But now you got that practice. Yes. You know what it's like to go through and do that and to record it and to hear it. And you've gone through delivering your message and all of that. And it makes it that much easier. And then you can start. Yeah. And then when you do actually start, guess what? Episode 10 is going to be better than episode one. Right. Episode 30 is going to be better than episode 10. You just keep yeah. going. You keep getting better. And I mean, I've talked to people that they have 700 episodes. They mm-hmm. still have episode one out there. And they're yeah. like, I hate thinking about that episode because <laughs> I remember what it sounded like. It's like, they don't tell people, okay, go back to the beginning, start over. They're like, no, right. no, 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 don't go there. Go to this one here where it's good. <laughs> that's I what agree. We do I, we yeah. Grow. <laughs> yeah, I don't like listening to episode one of mine either. <laughs> but yeah, but why not? You know, that's one of the things about being online as well is that everything lasts forever, but it does give you that chance to just start putting things out. And a lot of 
people can discover you at any point. So as you're getting better and better and better, sure, if they want to go back and hear the earlier stuff, at that point, they've already discovered you and they, they like what they've heard so much, they want to go back to the beginning. So you don't have to worry, I think, about it sounding really bad as if somebody's first hearing you, you know, for the first time. I think by the time mm. they get to that point where they go back to the beginning, it's because they're really interested in hearing what you had to say from the beginning. And I think I like that. you think of it that way as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a really, really good way to be able to put that. The fact that, and so they'll overlook yeah. whatever little things are there because they realize it's part of the process. They see where you've come. They see what you're sharing now. You go and then they go back there. They'll say, oh, okay, that's that person. It's like if you were to meet somebody and you know them for a little while and you start mm-hmm. showing them pictures from when you were a kid, you're looking at it, it's like, oh my word, that's so embarrassing. And they're looking at it like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. different. It's a part of who you are. This exactly. is part of your journey. Yeah. 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 They've already developed that rapport with you. That's awesome. Another thing I think is really interesting, and I want to touch on it here real quick before we Mm -hmm. delve into how people can get your book, is this idea of connecting with others. And so I know Mm -hmm. you mentioned this in your book and you talk Mm -hmm. about and you got several different aspects or or different types of people to connect with. And as you're getting started with your business as an entrepreneur, it really is. But even if, I mean, even as you're continuing on, I'm at a stage where I'm working on trying to connect with others and Mm -hmm. it's looking a little bit differently, but still there's an importance there. So start with that. Why is it important to connect with others? And then what should we be looking for in that area? Yeah, you know, online entrepreneurship could be a pretty lonely game (laughs) because it's you and your laptop and your Wi-Fi connection and you could just spend all day with the screens and, and not really think about reaching out and you're doing your research and you're looking at stuff. So you think you're kind of picking up on everything, but there's so much going on and there are so many possibilities and there's so many ways to do everything that if you actually take the time to talk to people and get their feedback and find out what they're, they've been doing, you can sort of jump ahead of the process. You, you speed things up. So I started um, in the fall of 2016 and by the spring of 2017, I was like, I need to start talking to people. So I started going to conferences and it was amazing because you realize, first of all, you also realize you're not alone. You're not the, you know, you start to, sometimes when you're working by yourself, you start to think, oh, everybody, all, every, all your friends and family think you're crazy. And so then you're like, gee, I must be the only one who's doing this, but you go to a conference and you're surrounded by other entrepreneurs and you realize, okay, there's a lot more people that are doing this. But then you can ask them so many different things. You know, what uh, apps do you use? Um, Which coaches did you like? What courses have you taken? What about this? And you get that real feedback because one of the joys and the problems with online business is we, the online entrepreneurs, sort of control our community. So if you go into a Facebook group about a course you're not going to see any negative comments about it. You're not going to see any pushback because people tend to be all, you know, cheerful and happy and that's all the admin will allow. But if you go and talk to people one-on-one and say to them directly, hey, did you ever take that course? What is that really like? Is that guru telling the truth? How did people do, you know, that type of thing? Then you build up, you know, much more knowledge. And then just in general, having people you might be able to collaborate with one day, maybe if it's years down the line, but you, you know, knowing people that work in areas that you don't have expertise in. So if you're talking to someone and you're able to connect them to that person, you could become one of those connector type people and build your reputation, you build your authority, you build your network and so on. So it's a big part of the process, it's an ongoing part of the process, it lasts forever, but it helps you just think of it as a way to get an extra set of knowledge beyond what you would get just from doing the research on. Online. 
Yeah, very good. I totally understand. I mean, because you mentioned there about like being able to make connections with people that you might not mm -hmm. work with for a couple of years. And I had that happen. I made connections in 2013 as I was a couple months into starting my podcast. And then mm -hmm. I was connected with another guy that was starting his podcast and it was through a mutual friend of ours and I started having connections with him at that point and I had him on my podcast to kind of share what he was doing in his business and then fast forward a year and a half later we start working together mm -hmm. on a low level way and now I'm like a full part of his team even though it's just a segment of of what I do is with him but now it's a bigger portion and it started because we made some connections back when each of us were starting our podcasts and never thought that we would converge to be able to do what we're doing now. Yeah. You never know. Exactly. Really interesting. Okay. So your book is called Recast. Can you tell us about yeah. that book and then where sure. people can be able to get it? So Recast is playing a new role in your own life. <laughs> so this is, you know, it's a Hollywood term to recast something would recast a part. When, what I'm looking at for people, it's the first 10 actions to take when you're getting started with an online business. And what I like to do is just lay it out as a step-by-step, -step, or I call it action by action, where you can just go through it and get yourself set up. So the first five are what I call foundational. These are things people tend to overlook. And a lot of people, it's just an excuse when you're getting started. So it is things like finding the place to work. Right now, a lot of people have had to scramble in the last few months to find a good place to work during the day. But for, you know, that for online business people, you need to know have, you have somewhere that you can get the work done. You have all your tools around you. You've gotten you know, removed your distractions. You have a schedule. Like when you go to work in an office or a factory or something, you have an automatic schedule in your head. You know what time you have to get up. You know what time you have to leave the house and all of that. So you have to do the same thing as an online business person and set, take the time to organize that because that's where people tend to get tripped up is just in these, you'll say to people, did you get the work done? They'll be like, oh, you know, I couldn't, there was no quiet place to work today or whatever, you know, it's something like that. You realize it's an excuse, mm -hmm. but I want those excuses out of the way right from the beginning. So you set up your foundation. And then we get into the creative side, which is your business idea, which you can build from your interests, your skills, your hobbies, like from so many different ways. Then you, like we said, we talked about, you connect with people, you do your research, create your action plan. I always call it an action plan, the activities you need to do, and then just get started. So Recast just takes you through those 10 actions and lays out, you know, how you can do this, how you can get moving. It just, it's a way for you to think through getting started with your online business because I think as we were talking about earlier, like now entrepreneurship is not, you know, that old style idea of being an inventor in your garage. It's about, you know, what do you have to deliver, especially in the information products and businesses, it's all around, you know, what you can teach people, how you can um, help people. Some people say, oh, I'm not an expert. There's an expert is a, is a term that people throw out there. There are obviously licensed credentialed people. So, you know, you can't provide advice that falls into those categories. You know, legally, you can't do that. But if you've had an experience, it could be any kind of experience. You know, you could have an issue with fitness or nutrition or, you know, building your business or starting a, an agency or something like that. You can take all of that knowledge that you have built up over the years and help someone else who's just getting started, who has no idea where to start. You can help them understand, you know, let's say um, there are people that do everything online, but, you know, teaching painting online, people do that. So you, that's your hobby, you paint, but people don't know where to get the best brushes or how to mix the colors a certain way. All of that, you could be teaching people that. And people will pay for that because the problem with searching online is there's tons of information, but it's not organized. So if you become that person who actually organizes the information in a way that people can consume it, 
you know, systematically and, you know, clearly, that's valuable. And that's what this is all about, is doing something valuable that people can then move forward and, and actually get what they want out of it. So Recast is about how you do that, how you set yourself up to do that, and just be part of this, you know, the new economy, which is the, we say online business now, and someday we're just going to say business, and it's going to just imply online, because this is certainly where things are going. Very good. I would definitely recommend being able to get that. And so I've done a little bit of a read through on part of it. And I would definitely recommend being able to get it. it gives you a really, really good foundation for being able to do this or even someone in my position to where I've been doing this for a little while and just kind of revisiting out. Okay, how can I grow? Mm -hmm. This can help you even in that part too, I would say. Oh, and I should say, sorry, you asked me where it's available everywhere and digital print and audiobook. Well, very good. We'll make sure to have links to make it easy for people to get that because we definitely want to remove those barriers. We have enough <laughs> yes. barriers as it is. Yes, so. exactly. Well, thank you very much, Case, for spending time with us today. And we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Again, everybody's welcome to come over to readyentrepreneur.com as well for more information. And if you're just looking to get started with your online business, uh, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. Mm -hmm.